0: Welcome to Turn the Page. Design Your Dream
1: Career Podcast with me, ty And me, Kyla. This is a podcast we wish existed as we fantasized for a decade about trading our corporate jobs for a dreamy life of passion and travel. We're sharing all of the misperceptions that kept us plugged into the corporate matrix
0: and rat race, including the falsehood that we had to completely start over from scratch
1: Versus simply turn the page. Welcome to our next episode. We're back. So excited to continue this conversation with Ty-Ann. I love this. So today we're going to be talking about how to use everything you have. And you know what, Kyla? You have more than you think you do. I do? Do. (laughs) We all do. There's so many things we take for granted that we just know how to do. You can use all of that in your business. You have amazing gifts. And I have so many clients who say to me, I would have to start over. I would have to start at the beginning. Like
0: from scratch. Or I have clients who say, I don't know how to do anything. I have no
1: gifts at all. Exactly. And yet they're in blue-chip corporate roles. Executive-level roles. One of the 1% in the world. Right. So today we're going to talk about how to continue to uncover, identify, and even start a list of all the things that you can bring to the table and that you can use that you already have and you do not have to start over. Right.
0: So listen to this episode. We're going to make you feel really good about yourself and how to jumpstart and get out of that stuck feeling.
1: So let's kick it off with sometimes we use things that didn't even necessarily work out for us. We tried We tried on. We talked in the last episode about some things that Tyenne and I have both tried on. And as we started our business, we, we tried on some things as well. And I think you started um, a little side hustle, didn't you? I tried a lot of things.
0: <laughs> One thing I tried, Kyla, is a long time ago, I thought I was going to be a professional organizer. That's right. You had a blog. It was fantastic. I did have a blog. Wasn't that fun? It was so fun. That was back in the days, like at the, the nascent days of blogging, uh, back before everyone else had a blog. And yeah, I thought I was going to be a professional organizer. I really did. I had like a little business name. I had the whole thing. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I had business cards. I love it. So, and what made you drawn? What made you? What made me? Yeah, just get Just drawn to that. Yes.
0: Um, you know, I've always kind of had a a natural knack for organizing a little bit. I've always. Um, I don't know. I've always really loved the container store. Yes, it doesn't. Right. There's that. Always had a label
1: maker. Yes. Love label makers. Always love the office supply store. Love office supplies. We're very tactile. Exactly. So, and I just always had a,
0: I don't know, something about putting things in categories has just always lit me up. You're so good at that. And you use that so much in your business today. Isn't that interesting? So, I thought that I wanted to be an organizer. And I even went through getting, um joining the National Association of Professional Organizers. To know that. There's a thing. Yeah, I went through mm-hmm. this whole certification. Yes. And here's what happened. I mean, really, I went through this whole cert process. And then I actually got to the point where I went to a client and started organizing and then realized, you know what uh, most organizing is? It's cleaning out other people's garbage. Oh, that's not fun. That was zero fun. That's too fun. At all. <laughs> and I thought, I think this is actually more akin to housekeeping than it is to organizing. Yes. And it's no knock on the profession at all. It was just really more looking
1: at what did I like yes. about it. Yes. And I thought, oh, no, this is not actually what I... Yes. But I'd love again that you can identify the the ways that you love to organize and correlate information and that's so much of what both of I both of us do with our clients. And so again, it can be things that you think are a hobby for fun, maybe a side hustle you want to start, and it may not that first iteration may not be it, but there is a whisper in
0: there. Right. There was the, the that that germination, that element So I do still use a lot of those same skills in what I'm doing today. Just because I'm not a professional organizer doesn't mean that was a huge weight. Yeah, it was a lot
1: of that stuff that's carryover for what I do today. Absolutely. So I mean, you had some similar stuff. I did. And it's so interesting. Sometimes people see things in us that we don't always see in ourselves. And when I was working in corporate America, I remember one day my sister was, you know, again, starting to have these health problems that we've talked about in previous episodes. And I was really starting to look at what was next. And she said, you know, you should think about being a coach. And I think it's so interesting that this was so long ago that she saw that nugget. And my reaction was, I would have to start over. I would have to go back to school, have to get a master's in counseling. I would have to start at the beginning, you know, in terms of career track. So your paradigm
0: was that coaches had a certain set of educational criteria or degrees or certifications. Yes. Okay. They didn't look
1: like you. They didn't look like me. And again, our brains love black and white binary thinking. And so, again, today we want to talk to you about how to use everything that you have that 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 so that your career is a continuation it is not a stop what you're doing and start doing something else and so Diana and i are going to give you some exercises that you can do today we love applying what we're teaching and we're also going to talk about some of the formative experiences exercises that that people gave us to do That were really helpful and that we've used in in our business and continue to use because, again, everything that's happened up up until now for you, there are whispers in that. And we want to help you kind of dissect and kind of figure out what would be pieces of the puzzle for this life and career that you've kind of imagined in your head, but don't know necessarily how to how to go after. Yeah. okay so well said, Kyla. I think a real easy place
0: to start is, I just love white sheets of paper. Right. And so I'm a tactile person. I call these analog skills. Just grab yourself a white sheet of paper and a pen or get some color, colored pen. That's right. If you're like us, you're a, you always have fun office supplies. And I think it's really helpful to think about the kinds of skills and really inventory the kinds of skills that you do currently have. And I'll be willing to bet you have a lot more skills than you think you do. Because I know, Kylie, you see this, I see this. We see people who say, I don't have that many skills. And we know that is a just not true, right? And the kinds of things that we see people not giving themselves credit for are things like project management skills. I mean, if you are in corporate for any amount of time, project management is one of the big things that you become really familiar with, right? So that's something. Or even just your ability to put together a presentation. You would be shocked when you get outside of corporate America, what a big deal that is that other people can't do. Or your ability to get up and speak other people cannot do this, that you might take for granted. So I don't want you to discount or overlook any, just any of these things that you might think, oh, everyone can do that. No, they can't, right? So I really want you just on that sheet of paper to go through your professional skills, your stuff that you do at work, and it can be everything from talking on the phone Believe me, tons of people hate talking on the phone. Can you calm down an angry customer? Believe me, that's a big deal. Can you make a sale? Okay, that's a big deal. Can you, do you have technical skills? Those are a thing. Do you have skills with numbers? Do you have skills with people? Do you, you know, whatever it is, I'll bet if you just spend five minutes, you can probably come up with a list of 10 things that you can do.
1: I think we often don't take credit for them because we are surrounded by people who have all of those skills. When you're in this insular world, the, you know, blue chick companies, you think that everyone on the planet can do the things that you can do. So often we take for granted even the amount of systems we use on a daily basis. How many systems, programs, software, you know, all of that technology that you use that you just take for granted as part of your, you know, day-to-day Working environment, but all of those are part of the abilities that you have that you can continue to again use as a continuation versus starting over. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So
1: that's, I think, a really good
0: um, first step or just a step in the process is doing a skills inventory like
1: that. Absolutely. So that's one. Another one that we Often find helpful is to really think about what is not on your to do list. I love a not to do list. <laughs> One of my favorites. But kind tell us more about a not to do list. <laughs> so your your not to do list includes the things that you love to do anyway. Tell us more. So Tiane and I love to scroll the internet and find news articles and research about future of work, personal development, psychology hacks, all using your strengths to create your dream career, personality inventories, what's the latest one? None of that is on our to-do list. We do not have to check a box to do any of that. Doing it anyway. We love to do it. We get lost in it. We do it for hours and hours. So what is something that you do not have to put on your to-do list or you put it on and just put a check by it automatically, which some of us like to, you know, take credit for things we've already done, which I'm a big believer in actually. There you get a dopamine. Exactly. Love the dopamine. Got to be your own dopamine. Just heard that at a conference and I loved it. So what are the things that give you a hit of dopamine? What are the things that you're already doing that you, again, don't even have to put in your to-do list. and those can be things in your personal life. They can be things at work. They can be things that maybe friends and family ask you for help with. You're considered the go-to person for that. So I can imagine people used to come to you for you know, some tips on organizing. Just hey, I'm you know, worked on I saw that you did that blog on organizing. I'm you know I'm working on this. I've had people come um, kind of my whole life about like time management sort of things.
0: Or, um, you know, interesting, what are you reading? How do you do certain things? Or like you said, kind of people have always come to you for
1: advice. Yes, yes. It was interesting when I started my coaching business, uh, a friend that I'd known since elementary school said, and, and we're not particularly in touch anymore, but she said, of course, this is what you're doing. So again, those, those whispers for other people are also there. They see things in us that sometimes we don't see in ourselves. And those pieces of the puzzle, when we start to bring them together, it's such a natural fit for people in our lives that they then want to consume those things from us. I do remember when
0: I started my own business, my mom said, I knew you would always be your own boss. And I thought, really, because she had never said that to me.
1: So interesting, yeah. And she said, "Yeah, you're just the kind of person that, yeah. wow, be your own boss." We're going to talk in another future episode about um, imposter syndrome, because sometimes the things that come most naturally to us, we don't take credit for. We don't want to sort of, you know, stand in that belief that this is what we really do for a living, and sometimes. It can also, the imposter syndrome can come from, we haven't been doing this our entire lives. But we would guess that in some form you have been doing this your entire life and everything was actually preparing you for this. There you go. Just been prepared. So what are, what's another exercise that our listeners can do to help them identify where their strengths lie and what? What uh, lights them up? Okay, Kyla, one of my favorite
0: activities. I call this Energizers and Vampires. Don't you just love? That? I love that name. Okay, this is another one. Get yourself a sheet of paper. Okay, and this is a real easy one. And you can just take that sheet of paper and draw a line down the middle. And on the left hand side, I want you to draw a little picture of a battery. <laughs> love it. Love visuals. I know. I do too. And on the right hand side, I want you to draw a little picture of a vampire. Okay. and on the, so go back to the left on all your battery side. I want you to think about all of the things that bring you energy. And when you think about them, they make you happy and they light you up. And so when we're thinking about it from a work perspective, I want you to think what are all of the things about your, your job or your skills or the things that you could possibly do that bring a smile to your face or that you feel good about. And you're like, yes. And don't write something down because you think you should. Don't write something down because you think anyone else is going to look at the list. And, and you know, as Oprah says, don't should yourself to death, you know, <laughs> where it's just for you. No one else is looking at this. It's not going to be graded. Only put the stuff down that makes you happy, that makes you feel good and satisfied. That's also a clue to a strength. Strength
1: makes us, makes us feel strong. Yeah, strength. Yes, we're drawn to them and get the head dopamine on purpose. So drawn to them. That's how you know it's
0: an energizer. Feels good. We want to do it again. Okay? On the flip side, our little vampire side, vampires suck the energy out of us. Vampires can be tasks. They can be jobs. They can be people. So when you think about work and tasks and projects and these can be teammates they can be bosses list these things out because we want to be intentional about what we're going toward and we also want to be really clear what we don't want to repeat and so I had this happen the other day with a client she was very unhappy with her current role but what I found was she was interviewing for the exact same job just at another company and i asked her i said what are you doing she said well i'm interviewing for this same job just over here why are you doing that and i said you just got there telling me how much you hate this exact job she's like well you know i'm just gonna go do it I'm like, what are you even listening to yourself just tell me you hate this the binary brain And Mm. people do this all the time. Yes. That's why they get to the new company, and then it takes them six months to get through the learning curve. Yes. And then they're unhappy there, too.
1: Yes. And we've done this. You and I both. We thought, oh, the company's the problem, or the manager's the problem. Speak with confidence because we have praise. Yes. Right.
0: And then you see this serial pattern repeat. So... When you can get really clear on what lights me up, as well as I know what brings me down, then it becomes really evident. Then I know what I can move toward, as well as what I need to guard against. Yes.
1: Yes. And you and I have created uh, businesses for ourselves where we spend time in the light up. We have very little time. We've outsourced the The vampire work. If we have outsourced <laughs> the vampires, and believe me, even at our dream jobs, there are still tasks that come up which we don't want to do. Sure. Absolutely. But Getting this microphone to work today is one of those things. To work. <laughs> Doing my taxes. Pay it. I, I mean,
0: there's all kinds of things. Um, Believe me, I don't even like sending invoices out, and that's how I get paid. <laughs> I have someone to do that now. There you go. So, And this is an interesting thing that I have found. I don't know if you found this too. Even as my business continues to grow, I still have to do this exercise for myself. Yes. Because there are still things that I have a tendency to say yes to that if I don't stay really clear about my vision and my business, I'll tend to say yes to things because I want to I want to please people. Sure. I want to make as many people happy as possible. Yes. But I have to keep me in that equation. Yes, absolutely. And if, I, if I'm not real clear on my energizers
1: and vampires, yes, I can lose sight of that too. Absolutely. Which is such a perfect segue into what is standing in the way of you moving toward these areas. So we, again, we want to give you some practical exercises that you can use to help you continue to move toward what you want. Because our, again, you have to remember our brains are habitual. They like to stay on autopilot. And we were talking about identifying what soundtrack is playing in your head right now. And Tyann, I remember when you were in corporate America, you had a soundtrack that was playing in your head. And what was that? Oh my gosh, Kyla, I, I love this
0: concept of soundtracks playing in your head because you asked this question. And this song from Alabama used to be playing in my head all the time and it's called I'm in a hurry. And there's this line in there, I'm in a hurry to get things done, I rush and rush until life's no fun. Aww. And that song, and I used to love that song and when it would come on and, and I I would be like, "Oh yes, this is my song." Interesting. And I didn't even realize at the time how sad that was. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, and now I'm like Oh, my God. Yes. What does that say?
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. We're sometimes drawn to the thing that's not working. And so it can be helpful to identify, you know, what is the thing in the way? I had, um, I had a client who did this exercise where it was a version of a vision board, but it was a status quo board which is it's a fascinating concept and it's the same idea as a vision board though you you know grab magazines uh, it's a very ta- it's a it's a it's very important that it's a tactile exercise because then you're using your subconscious and so you start just ripping out whatever speaks to you even if you don't know why then you you ask your brain what does my current life look like and you just start tearing things out pictures words and this exercise usually helps to correlate what some of the foundational obstacles are in the way. And for this client, the obstacle was time. She kept pulling out pictures of clocks and watches and even the word "time," even uh, logos from, you know, time companies like Rolex. And so she realized that it was time that was really the challenge for her in in her current. Life. And so, you know, sometimes we can think about there's, there's, you know, such a pressure crooked that I'm in that I cannot make space for this life that I really want. And so identifying what is really in the way of that can be so helpful. And then what can you stop doing? You know, in corporate America, we have this exercise on performance reviews stop, start, and continue. Right. So think about that exercise for your dream life? What would you want to start doing that is not, you know, you're not spending time in? What do you want to stop doing? And then what do you want to continue? Because there is, as Tyan said, there are things in your current role, in your life, in your personal life, in a hobby, perhaps, there is a whisper in there that is leading you toward the life that you really want, the career that you really want. And so we have to take space to identify and kind of take out of our brain. And this is why we've been giving you tactical exercises on this episode and put it on a piece of paper and look at it. Put it on your status quo board and look at it. What is standing in my way? What are the biggest obstacles? And then which things can I stop doing? You don't have time to cook. You know, ty talked about her. She's trying out in the last episode different um, food preparation Right. Options. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's a myriad of things that you can outsource in your life. You can, you can create some space for. And and again, move, move closer to some of the things that you love. And that is what's going to help you take those small steps. We're both big believers and small steps and bridges, iterative progress toward the life and career that you really want. And again, you can be an observer. Of your own life and really look at what is working and what is not working and then start to kind of swap out some things again with the stop start continue and then this status quo exercise can sometimes help you if you're if you feel like you're you're just stuck on what what is the thing standing in my way I encourage you to think about the status quo exercise um, we always want to give uh, credit where credit is due. So uh, Coach Kate Ludeman, I don't even know if she's still a coach, but... Um, we love her. We love her, and she's, uh, she's the one that I'm aware of this exercise from. So thank you, Kate. And again, we want you to think about what's, what really is that that puzzle that you're putting together. And we want you to be able to see more clearly... What is the water? What is the clouds? You know, as the picture starts to come together, you'll be able to see kind of the difference. And these exercises can really help you make, make sense of what is swirly around in your brain. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming that there's so much swirl and you don't even know where to start. You don't know what the first step is. And step one is observing your life currently and, and really looking at it from almost the way you would look at a friend a third party, if you're, if you're being more objective, if you're putting on your Sherlock Holmes hat, what are some of those little details that are there that you're maybe not paying attention to and start to, again, write those down. Really important to write it down. I love that. And I also love, yeah, observing those
0: soundtracks and thinking, what is my current soundtrack? And if it's not the soundtrack that I would love it to be. What is the soundtrack? That exactly. Helps?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And how do I move there? I think there's. Again, I think it's so interesting that you were drawn to the song and you thought it was your favorite song, and yet it represented this life that you really didn't want, right? So again, there are whispers everywhere. You guys, they're they're everywhere, and we just want you to have some lenses that you can use to start to really um, extract what some of those pieces are, 100%. Okay. Kyla, do you have um, a
0: fun Easter?
1: Yes. So we're going to close, as we always do, with something really that's fun that we didn't used to do when we were in corporate America, but because we have space and time and grace, and a a new pace even. Exactly. The 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 uh, yeah, the the magic has shown up. So it's interesting. Uh, on our land, we face um we face basically the moon every night, which I've never been I've never, I guess, lived in a place that was it had an open space that you could actually see the moon rising. And so once a month, when the moon rises, we uh, take my husband's truck and take it down to the water and sit on the back and have some drinks and talk and just watch the moon rise. And I had never done that. And I think about when, you know, I was in corporate America, I was soothing myself at night. You know, I was watching TV that continued to, you know, soothe all the things I didn't want to feel. I was eating, you know, snack foods. I was binging, you know, um, all kinds of yeah, salty and sweet things. And I would have never spent time outside actually just being in nature. And again, I feel like because I've created space for that, I can, I have enough space to when I'm drawn to something, I have enough space in my schedule, in my mind, in my spirit, that I am drawn to something and I move toward it. And that is, that is not, what I was doing in corporate America. And again, I think that's what we all want. What both of us want for you, the listener is to just move closer to the things that you're already drawn to. What about you, Tyanne? Ugh, oh, that sounds so nice. I was just visualizing that in my head. I love that. Um,
0: well, so many things, but one thing that I loved and we had a little taste of that last night was, um, husband and I, we moved into a new house recently, and we have a really nice back patio, and we have a heater on our back patio, so when it's a little chilly, we can turn our heater on, and we have these lovely back patio um, gatherings that we do um, now at night, and so just thinking, definitely, when I was at Corporate America, I don't ever remember sitting out on the back patio.
1: Well, and you were working 12 hours a day. It was working all the time, right? So I'd probably come home and eat dinner and probably go to bed.
0: I, I don't even remember eating. <laughs> I don't know what I did. <laughs> Rice right? cereal and then I, yeah, who knows what it was. And definitely I do remember being so stressed out about having to go to bed because I would have to get up, right? And so early in the morning. And so now it's so nice to be able to go outside and just have a really nice, relaxing get-together with whoever's in our life. We had so much fun last night. We did. It. <laughs> and, you know, you were there and, you know, our girls were here. And sometimes they're here, sometimes they're not. Or sometimes it might be a neighbor or it could just be my husband and I. And, and we just had a great time and it was relaxing and it wasn't pressured. Yeah. And um, kind of like you and your husband, it was just nice and easy. And so that's definitely something that didn't used to happen.
1: Yeah, we used to be on conference calls because we both supported global clients. We'd be on conference calls at night or we'd be going back on email working. Right. We don't do any of that anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. And and just to be clear, you know, this, we, are, we have no intention of digging on corporate America. This is not what this is about. But we just want to open up a conversation to... Um, you know, how can the next iteration, our new normal in our business society be what everyone wants it to be? Uh, we, we've created that and we know that it's possible for companies. And so again, we just want to encourage, um, you know, the business world to consider, you know, how do you get the best from your people? And the way you do that is giving them rest giving them time for deep work and value creation. I
0: love Cal Newport. We're going to talk more about that in the future with deep work. I love that. And we have to put more margin back into our days. We have to respect people as people. We have to slow back down.
1: Yes. Yes. You know, there's that slow, slow food movement out of Italy. It Literally, it's anti-fast food, right? And, and so what if it was slow work? God bless. Can we talk about that in the future
0: episode? Yes. Um, just a little. Uh, you know, we've talked about some of this expat stuff. You know, I I lived in China, which was depending on your um, daylight savings, you know, it was thirteen hours ahead of the United States. So I know what it's like to work in a place all day and to go home just when the U.S. is coming online, and then to have to get on conference calls mm-hmm. and then to have it never end yes and that was horrible yes yes and I thought I was
1: losing my mind yes yes and we know so many of you are in a similar situation and we just want you to know that there is a different way and we hope we inspire you to consider what that might be and move a little bit closer to it take care everyone bye